This is Sid Haig for Nightmare Junkhead. Listen, or I'll come over there and put my boot all up in your ass. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. My name is Greg D. Yeah, I'm G.D.S. McGee. And on today's episode, oh. we are looking at a very divisive film when I did my research on it that features two of my definitely favorite artists, you know, um, yeah. one literal artist and another film artist. Mm-hmm. But before we go any further, let me remind you all, we are part of the ever-expanding Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. Which includes old favorites like Control All Delete and some of our newer shows, including uh, Modern Horrors and Netflix and Chill. And you can find all of these and our past episodes at boomhowdy.com. But if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your marrow ho. In your marrow ho. That's kind of perfect, man. Um, before we get into the meat of things, let me remind you guys, you can have an opportunity to see us at the Panic Film Festival. Yes. Coming up at the Screenland Armor, February 5th through 7th. Really looking forward to it. We'll be hosting a screening of the Eli Roth's remake of the, well, not... The the reboot, Cabin uh, Fever Eli reboot. Eli Roth's, yeah, yeah Cabin Fever. Um, that'll be on Friday night. Then on Saturday, we are hosting the short film series, which mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to at 1 o'clock. And then we'll be recording a live episode of Nightmare Junkhead at 7 o'clock. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Actually, no, I take that back, 6 to 7 is when we'll be recording. And then we'll be doing our little Thunderdome. Yeah, our pod- podcast Thunderdome. At 9 o'clock. And then I believe, uh, Mr. Genius McGee here, you will be featured in one of the films. Yes. Um, Endless uh, Sleepless Nights, uh, the Todd Sheets film. I got a little uh, part in there. Uh, two, actually. One of them. And it's kind of like an anthology, like a creep show type thing, but which I love anthology. I was going to say, right? it's perfect for this podcast. <laughs> in one of them, I play, play like a background zombie. And in, yeah. So you, you, you get to actually, you know, really show off your skills here. You know? I'm just showing my eating skills. Just like eating. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong with that. And then the second one, I play a southern preacher. Oh, nice. So we did to go all. That's why you, uh, you know, were wearing a collar around all those times. You went real method that time. Oh, I had to, man. In for a penny, in for a pound, right? (laughs) Had a lot of altar boys down around there. It was, it was a little <laughs> awkward at the time. Uh, but I, it's, I declare. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun, so definitely check it out. There's a really good, um, just really diverse uh, series of films that are going to be playing Sci-fi, there. Sci-fi, horror, all kinds Garbage of stuff. Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, I know, right? Which, uh, with the uh, one of the original uh, illustrators of the Garbage Pail Kids there as well. So there's a lot of good stuff to go on with that. Um, but... Enough of that, because I really want to talk about what we just watched. Um, (laughs) And even actually before we get into that, let me pose a question to you. Okay. You know, growing up, I was always kind of infatuated with um, the supernatural, if Mm -hmm. you will. Uh, There was not necessarily the Time Life series of books, but there were always these books that I checked out from the library when I was in elementary school that dealt with Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. UFOs, Mm -hmm. the Loch Ness Monster, the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. All of these things that, to me, just would have made the world a better place had they existed. Oh, that's true. It's fascinating. I grew up the same thing. We had a book series, and I think it was kind of like a timeline, just exactly mm-hmm. which I... But, like, the cover was green, and each one was a different, like... It was devoted to a specific right, phenomenon. Yeah, like spontaneous combustion, like, mutants, just all kinds of just, like, cool shit. I'd always check those out. They were, and that's, that's one of the, I, they captured my imagination mm-hmm. because they made me want to believe. Yeah. They were almost like a gateway to horror for me oh, in yeah. many ways. Oh, yeah. 
because again, I was in elementary school, so I was, you know, five to whatever. And so those were the formative years. So it was mm-hmm. the gateway, but it also really made me like, like Fox Mulder. It made me want to believe. Right, right. I wanted to believe that these things were real, but oh, yeah. what if Bigfoot does, and I shouldn't say what if, because then people are going to be, well, you're, you're killing the belief system, you know, <laughs> but what if they do exist? What if there is a Bigfoot? I know that, man. What if there is a Loch Ness Monster? I, I always w- wished and hoped for that. Every year, I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to, like, you know, stumble upon, like, like in Harry and the Hendersons, like a, like a Bigfoot family or something. There, I mean, you know, for a fact, I don't even, I will, to this day, will not cross over grates and shit, dude. For fear of chuds. Fucking chuds. Chuds and clowns are going to just come out the sewer and get me. That's a known fact. If you- a heart attack doesn't get me... You know, if a heart attack doesn't get me, then the fucking chuds will. Then they will. So you live your life on the premise of that chuds something, are real. Something is out there, dude. Like, like fucking that, that chicken that used to scare me when I was going in and yep. that thing. Dude, it was, like, it was just like, fuck, there's a critter out there. Shit, yeah. Not only did I... Not only do I believe, but I know that that is how I'm going to meet my untimely demise at some point. Which time. is why you live your life in those rules, those set of rules, basically. <laughs> right. So we, you, okay, so you are living basically your life as if <laughs> monsters do exist because the premise of the film we watched is what if monsters did exist? Mm-hmm. You know, nothing that's the, these kind of things that are fantastical, that are grotesque, that are in some ways abominations of man. What if they existed yeah. and then we get access to them? I mean, how, if that happened right now, if like, you know, we get on Twitter or Facebook and someone's like, dude, we've got footage of a monster. Uh-huh. How mind-blowing would that be? Oh, man. It is so awesome to see that. But then also it also goes, this movie goes into saying like the debunking of the theory. Because they're always going to be like, dude, it's fucking There's always got to be a scopes out there, right? Yeah, but it's still kind of cool to think like, oh, shit. You know? So if you haven't guessed it by now, we are talking about 2015's Digging Up the Marrow, yes. written and directed by Adam Green. And this is an interesting film because um, I watched it just a couple of weeks ago. So this is one that made the festival rounds, had a really good word of mouth. I had heard about it yeah, uh, because it was all the, the the premise was based around one of my favorite, an artist we both like, uh, Alex Pardee, mm-hmm. and who I had the chance to meet at the San Diego Comic-Con back in 2010. Just dope. Oh God, he was. He's a fan. Like more than anything, when we were talking about his art, we were talking about Return of the Living Dead because mm-hmm. I've got a series of little mini prints that he did with all these iconic. Yeah. Just there's Tar Man, Candy Man, Michael, you know, the, all the horror icons, mm-hmm. and there and he's got this really cool, distinct style. Yeah. Uh, which translates amazingly well, beautifully. Uh, and I will say this right up front: there are going to be we're talking spoilers for this film. Oh yeah. And this is a you film, almost can't talk about this movie without yeah, spoilers. This is a film best left unspoiled. In fact, the the more the little you know the, the better the better yeah, yeah the less you know because i think that's the fun of this film so right now if you have not seen the film stop what you're doing yeah because we're about to ruin we are going to ruin yeah absolutely we're going digital underground on this one because yeah um, <laughs> digital underground like way underground yeah we'll dig yeah. up the underground yeah <laughs> uh no sincerely because if you if, if anything it's, it's best cold yes you have to it's, don't watch a trailer no. for this Mm-mm. we really haven't steered you wrong or i'd like to think we haven't steered you wrong we try not to yeah you know more than anything so take our word for this check this out watch the movie yeah i think it's on netflix isn't it it was for a while. Might not be. But I broke down and it's, it's bought the worth DVD. It. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, it. Voodoo it. Do something. It's worth it. Of course, all legal, of course. We yeah. do. Don't be doing the bit to No, it. no. Oh, no, no, no. We no. will hold you accountable for that. But come back to us after you watch it because we're going to talk all spoilers here. So, yes, 
everything in this movie is based around Alex Pardee's art, which is mm-hmm. awesome because he's just got this really crazy, surreal take on reality. Yeah. Um, just, oh, when do we start the spoilers? Hmm? When do we start the spoilers? Right now. Let's do it. Three, two, two one. one. Okay, continue, man, because I didn't want to be like, oh, shit, do we stop now? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. So this movie is played like a faux documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, and, and the cool thing about it is it opens up with, like, fans. It opens up with, like, saying, okay, yeah, I believe in monsters, and, like, monsters are all around us, and blah, 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 blah. It shows, like, how conventions work and how all these things work. It just it, – it captures everything perfectly and it's all it's basically set in the thesis statement of the movie yeah what we talked about is what if monsters were real right and i love the fact that they got all that talking head footage because they're a lot of them were like celebrities in the horror field Mm -hmm. um and some of them were even like steve agee's uh this uh really nerdy comedian but it's basically all these i you mentioned it the familiarity yeah um if any of you are you know been on the convention scene uh horror conventions that all is very because adam green is again one of those guys first foremost as a fan yeah and that's why i think there is something very familiar and comforting when you open the movie like that because mm-hmm. because it, it, it's not phony no not you at know, all it's, it's not, not all. It's, it's all genuine yeah it is all genuine because you know some documentaries you'll see some things and you're just like that's kind of phony that's a bit pandering but speaking from personal experience mm-hmm. not to that extent that they right, did but right. at the same time i've been to the cons and i've done that is just exactly what it is as a horror fan they're saying exactly how we feel yeah, you know, we, uh, we all. Well, there's a one reason or another we all have you know gravitated towards horror, right? And whether we were all outcasts growing up, or we were just you know had looked to the dark, just, absolutely, you know, like every, everything. It's just perfectly summed up. Yeah. yeah, and so Adam Green is playing himself in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Will Barrett is playing himself. His his wife at the time was so everyone's playing themselves except. And this is what's interesting is I was trying to not levy criticism on the film because I know I need to be a little bit more objective if i can uh but i when i like something i like something right. i really really like this movie <laughs> this movie was pretty fucking tense dude but it's interesting that the biggest complaint i've seen is that people say when ray wise shows up that it takes them out of the movie what but it's the movie isn't presenting itself as if it's real right you know he's playing a fictionalized version of himself yeah maybe the documentary was too good where you're like oh wait 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 a minute i, I call shenanigans meddling you know? kids <laughs> props for <laughs> the use flowers. of meddling yeah i know that was awesome but i would actually i'll tell you this i would recommend this film based on ray wise's performance by itself he was awesome isn't he movie. good in this movie it's just like just every scene he says is just gravitas yes and he just says it was such like a authority where you believe he believes it's it's yeah it's, you, it, yeah his it's, stories that he and especially when he talks about his first experience with the marrow so the marrow is where the monsters live it's mm-hmm. the entrance to where you get to because there's apparently monsters that live all underground and he's telling the story of the first time he sees that monster and he's like and i saw him and there's just a silence and you can just see it playing oh, in right. his face, in his mind, and you're like, oh my god, I yeah, am so compelled like, with this. He is telling exactly what he saw. It's it's unbelievable, and just the, like, you mentioned it, it's the gravitas, the yeah. very wise breed. And this is why, like, when he shows up in RoboCop, when he shows up in, his his agony in Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks when he learns of his daughter's death, what Amy and I watched that the first time, it's so real. She's like, that's true grief. Like, this guy is a phenomenal actor. No, he is one of the last old school actors. Dude. And his his Decker in this movie yeah. is just phenomenal. It's just a guy that has so many different layers. And he, he could be this really damaged man, which they portray it as a little. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing with this film is 
there's some ambivalence initially. Yeah, and you really don't, even after everything's said and done, you have a gist of what's going on, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of still like, okay, what really has happened type thing? Because Decker basically gets in touch with Adam Green and says, listen, monsters are real, I can prove it to you. Bring your cameras, and that's where this whole thing mm-hmm. stems from. And so it's shot like a documentary, talking head style. There's the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on. So all of that was very familiar. I like yeah. that. And I'll say that I'm a fan of Adam Green. You know, I listen to the Movie Crit podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a support. I think Hatchet he's was, genuine. Hatchet's Hatchet a lot awesome, of fun. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've talked about it before on this mm-hmm. podcast. So this is just a film, for some reason, I hadn't been able to just really pin down. And I'm so glad I did because I, I was telling you this off air. Had I watched this before we uh, recorded our best of 2015, I think this would have made it for me. Yeah. I really liked it that much. No, this movie Because is... it scared me. Fuck yeah, dude. There is some genuine like, oh shit. There's a jump scare that happens in here that is kind of amazing. And I really wish... I could have seen this in the theater with a crowd because he had mentioned before, like, people jumped when he was wanting them to jump. And you, can you imagine that first reveal? Yeah. In a crowd? Oh, my God. People lose their shit, Absolutely. Dude. Well, I kind of... I So the first time I watched this was in the tub. <laughs> I, for some reason, I didn't watch it in, in, in the theater, you know? That's where the ghoulies are going to get you, man. I know, right? No, I, I always keep the lid down on the toilet just in case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had some genuine jumps in this. So we're watching this down in Nirvana here in mm-hmm. the basement. And I, I had the lights up just a little, if you noticed. And then right before that, did you notice I went out and turned the lights down all the way? <laughs> it was like, all of a sudden, I was like sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm just getting more into it and into it and into it. That was a nice touch, Thank sir. you. I, that I, was you a know, nice touch. Well, I knew that was coming up, and I didn't see it in full darkness that first time. I was like, fuck, I want to see this in full darkness. Mm-hmm. And I won't lie, but I was doing the peripheral thing where <laughs> part of me was watching the screen, but also part of me was watching you because I wanted to see if it was that good of a jump scare. And it's an earned one, too. Yeah, it is. Because their use of um, darkness in this film. Darkness! (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Darkness and sound design really brings out the suspense. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it. um, One of the critiques that's always levied at Adam Green is he's a gore hound. Yeah, not a drop of blood in this movie. No. It just all worked on pure, like, atmosphere and scared. So there was, like, a little bit of a kind of a um, reference to, not even a reference, but Blair Witch Project. Mm Because they're out in the woods shooting this film, which I think brings ties to it. But this is not a found footage film. Mm -mm. I think the best way to approach it is just this is just a movie. Yeah. And you go with it from there. Because how would you describe this to someone? That is a good question. Because well, it's more of a suspense. It is, right? Because you really don't ever see the monsters per se, except in like, well, except for the one time. But at the same time, it just builds up enough thing, uh, momentum and steam where it just really scares you. So it's, I would call it a scare-umentary. Right? A scare-umentary. That's good. We should uh, trademark that. Well, yeah. you know, like some people will say Halloween isn't a horror film. It's a suspense film. Uh-huh. Here are the thing: There are monsters in this film. Yeah. And the way they're revealed is really cool because the first instance we get is that first jump scare with that big green With that big, like, big, like, alien he, head He thing. almost kind of had like a, like a kind of like... Because he went, ah! Like that he was too, like one of the he shy was, ones, He right? was afraid of what he saw too. We yeah. were the monssters to them, dude. And it, it was just like, he's like, oh shit! Like that, yeah. That it was wow. great. I like that. And then the next one you get is when they show the 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 hidden camera they got, where uh-huh. uh, Decker's character's like, "Come here, guys, look, look!" And you just see the faintest image of this thing coming out of the hole of the marrow, but it's ve- not very defined Mm-mm. at all. No, which I thought was cool because I think this is one of those films where your imagination really plugs in, connects the dots. Yeah, with this, and I think that goes a long way because then let me see here. Then the next reveal actually. 
Okay, and this is the one where, again, I was doing the peripheral thing, is there's an instance where it's the editor and Adam Green are talking to the care, and you see this footage of the cemetery behind yes. them. And then somebody comes out of the grave and just kind of like the marathon thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, and just kind of like walks around. And then I, they they were oblivious to it. And I go, I'm looking at Greg, I'm like, did, did you see you, you got on the edge of the couch and you're, because I was watching it because I caught it barely the first time I saw it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what the, what the hell? That thing was moving. Mm-hmm. And so that's another great reveal that doesn't necessarily have to be in the. It's not even the focus. No, it's kind of just all. like in the background. And I guarantee you there's going to be people that are going to miss it. Yeah. Which I think makes this, this as a second rewatch for me, I loved it. In fact, it cemented mm-hmm. why it would have made my like top, t- top 50. Top five of 2015 because it's got a lot of levels going on. Yeah, a lot of different like things it wants to say in a lot of different layers. So it's not just like 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 Hatchet where it's like people going out they're gonna mm-hmm. get killed blah 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 blah. It's not like Frozen. It's like something different and like really cool. And that's why I really like I I like why I like Adam Green is I think he is pretty versatile. Um, mm-hmm. You know because Hatchet, Frozen, and Digging Up the Mirror or Spiral as well are all yeah all totally, totally different. different movies. Yeah, he, but he just kind of got shoehorned into you know just the horror guy but this is a film that i think plays just in terms of just the suspense and the atmosphere um where you just become genuinely scared especially when it goes to dark Mm -hmm. uh he even mentions like you know when you're in the daytime a forest is a forest but at night it's a forest right you know where it becomes a menacing place and that's the great thing uh the way the build-up is in this movie is uh decker's character is initially he's presenting these monsters as just these um, mis- just poor misguided souls um, that are outcasts and have a little community yeah. which much like the horror community you know the outcasts, outcasts come together we have a community, community which we can appreciate that and he really seems genuinely um, he has affection for them oh yeah because he's like they're just like us and he know? has fun naming them too and some of his <laughs> Vince, <laughs> little Bigfoot, like, and it was just the Ray Wise. Like, why do you call him? Why oh, is he Vince? Yeah, because I want to. Because I want to call him that. Totally deadpan, right? And there's a <laughs> there's a time for the silence where he doesn't say a word, and it's just so effective. And I'll give credit to Green on that too, in terms of the directing style in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ray, God, Ray Wise is so so good in this film and i think that what separates this movie between a lot of other like i don't know found footage type things or like ones that try to build with suspense like paranormal activity Mm -hmm. and stuff they presented it at the beginning as like ooh, it's a scary documentary same thing with like uh blair witch but this one knows it's going to be a movie so it can actually get um actors and get makeup effects where there's a budget in there right so that's what kind of separates because it's still kind of like that but it just has a lot more like i said a lot more things going on with it yeah and i i think it gives it that kind of freedom because ray wise if you can get a great actor like ray wise to fucking knock it out of the park with this role and had it not and the other thing that i really like too is like tom holland shows up mick Mm -hmm. garris shows Mm -hmm. up mick garris and the finest hair in horror (laughs) man like that guy's been rocking that dude for so long uh but i really like it like when King Hotter shows up, he the just, best part, and boom. then yeah, barely ba- he barrels the door open, basically. But it's really funny because they're so stoked after they get that first shot of whatever it was, mm-hmm. and they're trying to break it down. Like they're showing people, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, what is this?" Who did, who did the effect work for you? That's great. Right. Kane is like in total disbelief. Like, <laughs> not bad, but the lighting sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, found footage, huh? Yeah, it hasn't been done before. Right. <laughs> but no one believes them because, again, yeah, what if someone presents, like, we go on Yahoo and they're like, we have definitive proof that we have a monster on camera. 
you know, how, how, what do we do? Do we just automatically just be cynical and go, oh, no, that's bullshit? Because they're, they're all like, well, that's great effects work. Or, right. you know, you didn't get to see it long enough, which is I thought was a great. I think they kind of knew what the criticism would be. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to go, nope, nope, we understand that. We don't want you to see it a lot. It just needs to be these little bits and pieces. Just tastes. V- it very much. This is like the person out front of, you know, um, you know, the, what is that panda, uh, the Chinese place? Uh, Dim sums? Yeah, and just like giving the little samples, you know, <laughs> just drawing you in. Yeah. But they don't give you the main course, and I, I like that with this one, though, because I don't. I think if we would have gotten a full-on... Monsters attacking everything. And, right. Yeah. I don't think it would have worked. Mm-mm. But there is a there is a build-up to this, and the last scene where we get a few uh, some glimpses of the other... Oh, the other monster, all the different ones. And there's that little... Ooh, that little Slimer thing. That little, yeah, that little two-legged yeah. spud or whatever that jumps out at you, runs towards the camera. That all pissed one, off. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that... I was, was like, oh, shit. I think I even like looked down to make sure it wasn't coming at me, you know? I was like, oh, shit. Had that done in like a 4D, like 3D vision or something, just something scurrying across? That That's going to be waiting for me. I was going to say, I'm surprised the cat, my cat didn't jump on you when that sure happened. Sure, shit. No, it's not the, did not the door just kind of creak open? And then here comes Kitty. Hey, you guys watching a scary yeah, movie. Watching a scary movie. Didn't call uh, me. Oh, I see how that is. You think I was not going to be able to sneak <laughs> up on me on this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> but you get these great reveals. Uh, you get the little spud. And then you get the one that had the camouflage with the, this classic Alex party like smile, and then it raises its face. Oh yes, because it had like the little. It was like a, a like a big Easter bunny mm-hmm. looking Easter bunny head thing, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then it's this crazy like, reveal. Oh, shit! And that's that when, was awesome. And then you get uh, Vance showing up again, mm-hmm. and you and he's got this little hood over his his face with um, a big like jack lantern happy mm-hmm. face. Yeah, and then they try to go around him. He gets in, and that part was genuinely unnerving when he tries to block them mm-hmm. when they go to drive around. And then there's like another big reveal it's this big spider monster it's a crazy looking thing. and that's the other thing i want to definitely give props on is all the effects in this film oh yeah were phenomenal um because the monsters are so different and defined that's the thing uh decker's character says there's so many different species of right. these characters you know they all have different personalities char- characteristics uh when he starts telling the story of brella and how she picked up the guy. And what do you mean pick up? No, pick up. What, how do you what does pick up mean to you? You're right. Then that's what she did. She picked him up and just... Uh, just kind of moments of levity. But then the, it took a dark turn after that. It really did because the very end, um, one of the bits uh, in the film is they start putting up all these little individual mini cameras to try to pick up more action. Right. And one of the cameras goes missing. And they just chalk it up to it's probably Decker's character. Yeah, because then when the Decker was talking about Brella, how he was saying, um, you know, sometimes... Oh, yeah. It's there's, there's the, bad people in there's the world. Deviance. There's deviants. He goes, there's there's bad in us. There's bad in them. Those are the ones you got to watch out and for. Then he starts talking about like the people missing in like Florida and stuff, and just you're just like they're missing limbs, faces. Yeah, you're like whoa, because that's when the movie does take the turn. Because then you realize it goes from all fanciful to where to there's real monsters. There's going to be, you know, yeah. Be, and they, but even, that's a good comment on society. Just like us, there's there's deviants. There's oh, absolutely. there's monsters among and us, the, and they walk. That's they walk yeah. amongst us. Yeah. We can't differentiate them. Just like Brella. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like the idea that, you know, she had a good looking la- ladies. Look, she looked good. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> just, again, Ray Wise, just every story he tells, every detail he gives, you believe it. Yeah. He's just so convincing to the point that in the very end, when the shit hits the fan. Oh, man. 
it's very it's unnerving. He gave me a jump scare. Oh, at the very end when he shows up at the yeah. Not not the very not very the, end, but, but when before the right. What are you reveals? doing here? Yeah, that gave me because Ray Wise just like you're like oh shit. It was more like an intimidate like this thing's gonna fucking eat my soul, you know. <laughs> and it wasn't not a fucking drop of like special effects. It's all like Ray Wise just being angry at just you. being yeah, just always. like that. That's terrifying. Just cantankerous <laughs> Ray Wise man. Just like gun for your ass a mama kicks a ass and i'm all out of bubblegum you know just saying just saying whatever comes to his mind no because he uh, and his character actually has some interesting pathos in the film too because it's at one point you see they're like come over here we've got some footage of him yeah but that's the thing that doesn't that's the thing that um that question about his character and not his character but left a lot of unopened uh, unopened questions he was feeding something, and then he was always talking about his son and all that and stuff. And then they, tra- yeah, because he lets it loose in one of the interviews that he goes, "My son did this drawing," mm-hmm. and immediately Adam's like, "Wait, wait, let's go back to your son," and then he dismisses him, yeah, pushes him away from the subject, yeah, and it never came. It came up again, but it was never answered. Mm-mm. Well, and then there was whatever he had chained up in the room, and whatever, and then there's that bit where he realizes that he's like, "Oh my god, he's crying," yeah. And it's just it's kind of powerful because Mm -hmm. then if that's really what happens, you know, if it's all in his imagination, it makes him a more tragic character. Yeah. You know, he's gone through some sort of loss and he's suffering. And this is, you know, his process coping mechanism, which would be and even mentioned he's like, you know what, that would be sad in of itself. But, you know, we're going to see this through. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how do you how do you explain away the the green monster, you know, or anything that they've seen? And finally, they're like, well, maybe, you know, we can do these kind of special effects. Maybe that's what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so even they start getting dismissive of it because they start poking holes in his story. Right. Like saying uh, he came to nobody else when he went to like every other direction. And then once again, Mick Garrish is like, you dumbass. Yeah, it's like, are you stupid? Yeah. I'm sorry, that was rude. But really, are you stupid? And I don't want to be in this movie. And then as he walks away, just kind of pixelates his face after everything was already said and done. Well, that it's, was a- <laughs> it's really funny, though, because I think elements like that in the film, um, when you see the Tom Hollands, the Mick Garrises, and all those guys, those are guys that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. That They're kind of everyday people to us. Yeah. But had a non-genre fan watch this, they're not going to necessarily know Tom Holland did Fright Night and Child's Play and all this shit, and Mick Garris has done like every Stephen King movie ever, you know? Yeah. But those are people that we're familiar with, and but, it's nice to see them in that in their in their world exactly. As well. And I think because they're in their own world, even if someone who doesn't know who Mick Garris is mm-hmm. can still come in and see that you know they're in a convention, so they're yeah. in thought, so they'd probably be pretty big. So it did like and they're like you worked with that dude. He came to me. He came. So then there's like context clues of who they are. Yeah, and so like non-genre fans can enjoy okay, this. So they, you know? oh, they maybe yeah they must yeah. have done such as and it's it's a, the familiarity now again you know only having started attending conventions in the past year or so. It's kind of cool seeing that though, mm-hmm. and just going, oh yeah, I, it's 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 comforting. Yeah. It's going home with the family, and mm-hmm. so that having that element in the film, I really think enhanced it for me as well. But man, the scares in this film—they are good. They're scares, really good, dude. And the the, the suspense, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. just any time. Like I said, it, when it goes dark, there's that bit where he's he's actually going into the marrow. Uh, Adam Green's character is because he's at this point they don't think anything of it's real, and they're being very dismissive. 
and they're letting their guard down, mm-hmm. and that's ultimately what kind of comes back to get them, uh, which I thought was kind of a good take on that as well. But it's good scares like that because it kind of adds that moments of levity where you got your guard down, and then the next thing, because of like, oh, shenanigans, and then the next thing you know, there's fucking monsters eating your boots, you so, know? And so there's uh, similarities to one of my fa- all-time favorite films, Nightbreed, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, yeah. Midian, mm-hmm. Marrow, uh, Decker, Cronenberg's uh, character in uh, uh, Nightbreed was Decker, so you yeah. know it's very similar but and that's what i think was kind of the inspiration but what's interesting is with nightbreed it's very overt mm-hmm. you know you go you see Mid- Mid- midian you know you see all the monsters this one is very subtle and very minimalist uh which i think really works, works well to, yeah, especially when you're like works to you want to build enough suspense and mm-hmm. stuff just like whoa you just the little snippets you get of the monsters is perfect again all practical effects uh the uh they're uh designed by uh alex pardee Sculpted by Greg Aronowitz. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Greg A. Aronowitz. There we go. Good God. Can't spell right now. This is horrible. Uh, But all really, really good and effective. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very just, I just love the party design. Yeah, they're just, it's so distinctive and they're all different and Mm -hmm. they're all like terrifying in their own way. They really are, and I really like the fact that you had the shy ones, the mean ones, mm-hmm. the more aggressive ones, again, just showing what a community it was. Um, I'm kind of curious if – I hope they don't do anything as a follow-up. I think this works as a standalone film, but it does create this universe that the marrow exists, Yeah, that monsters exist, which is all sorts of wonderful. So I'm kind of curious to see like if there's uh, any extended fan fiction with this film. Uh, <laughs> just you know what you could do with an expanded universe because I really like the universe that is set up in this film. Oh yeah, this whole like underground monster world. You know, it's kind of frightening because they mention like you know they 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 have they have marriages there, they divorce there, they die there, they have friendships there. So what do you think it would look like? Do you think it would look like? A barter town eventually. Do you think it would be look like uh, kind of like it would probably look a lot like Midian? Just yeah. it would just be very low rent, a lot of torches. You know, very uh, medieval esque, if you will. You don't think there would be like a like a monster Vegas or something like maybe on the other side of the, the world for the know, narrative just... for the really upper crust there, right? The gated community within <laughs> the marrow. <laughs> They're like you know rolling like dice made out of bones and stuff like <laughs> you know just <laughs> honestly I'd like to think that would exist you know because you're gonna they're they're gonna have you know they're doing the uh the medieval firm term of podcasting you know i'm sure some of the little denizens of the marrow or you know over there going uh weren't the weren't the 1800s great guys you know <laughs> i i just would like to it's it's living uh, the marrow is a living breathing thing yeah you know and if it what's really interesting is alex party has this really nice little line where he's mentioned something about you know monsters exist where we can't see you know, I'd like that's where they exist, you know, the, the things that we can't, um, you know, empirically see, you mm-hmm. know, and I really thought that was kind of cool because that just means whatever, you know, whatever. Thank God you're here, because if you weren't watching my back, <laughs> a monster would get come me out of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, same thing with you. It's almost kind of goes back to the it follows uh, logic there, but we won't go there, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this is a film. I just had so much fun with this film. I really wish I could see this in a th- in a good crowded oh, theater dark oh especially maybe even the summertime where they have to crank the ac so it's cold so it's nice and you cold know? that would be really good yeah this is i just think it would play well in a the theater i would think it would play well in a crowd um obviously it plays well in the dark it's yeah. the, the you know it's the well of course all movies do sure in the dark but... well kind of like uh, a movie like the descent where right you really need to immerse yourself yes and just pitch black 
to really heighten what the filmmaker is going for. Especially because like when they first like, oh, you see it, you see it. I'm over there on the edge of my seat, like looking around, like oh, look, I'm literally like, looking for it. Like, Their first yeah. night, yeah, and the, in the marrow, he's like, it's right there in front of you, and we're we the first time you're looking, and I watched it the first time on the computer, so I'm like, <laughs> god damn it, the resolution here sucks, you know. And so again, watching it this time, you don't really see anything, but. You don't know if you're supposed to see something. Right. You're like looking all over the place for Which it. Which is a great way to set up when the actual sighting comes. Mm-hmm. I really just think the way this movie was set up, I really like the way that he used the minimalistic effects. Yeah. The atmosphere. I I see a lot of people shit on this film online. Of course, every movie's going to have a Haters going to hate, yeah. But I was just one of those. That, I, it didn't influence me. I was like, no, I really see past a lot of the, the criticism that I see. But I'm just like, no, I really think he really hit what he was aiming for yeah and the good thing is i didn't see very much about this movie at all like when we talked earlier this is a movie you want to go in blind and i totally i went in pretty much blind right i mean i heard about it i heard good stuff but i'd like just never caught on and so let's see in this right now you're like dude you gotta watch it man i just watch it but i'll watch it again i'm like okay you know the last time you said something about that was the guest Mm mm-hmm and I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. So when you're excited this much about that movie, I know I'm, I'm like, yeah, okay, and I'm going to like this You know, movie. it's usually if it's a good genre film. If mm-hmm. it, uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to take it to a new direction, but as long as it does what it does well, right. and this I'm good one with it. in spades, man. Yeah, this is, great. you know, one of my favorite all-time uh, theater experiences when I saw the Blair Witch Project at the Tivoli. Um, man, the theater was just so, everyone was so scared. And by the time the final scene hits in the Blair Witch, you know, with the corner and then the camera knocks down. I mean, my knees were buckling, mm-hmm. you know. Same thing with this one. The last shot of this film. Oh, God. Is horrifying. It's almost yeah. kind of Carpenter-esque in the point of view. Right. The you whole know, Michael Myers. I really kind of got that feel from uh-huh. it. Uh, but it's. But it was terrifying because it can happen. You know, that's the the way it was happening. It's just like, oh, shit, this could happen to me tonight. Oh, absolutely. In yeah. fact, it was it was very interesting because almost as the monsters, not were necessarily fucking with them, but were sending a message. Oh, by most definitely. Like, like, like listen, yeah. Decker's saying, you know, the marrow isn't real. Mm-hmm. I could easily just pluck your eyeball out of your head while you're sleeping. But I'm just going to give you this and walk away. Well, <laughs> leave then, the camera. <laughs> but, I'm sure there's a humongous in there. But there's yeah, but there was no walking away, but I like the way it ended. It ended on such like everything. Once again, this was all theater of the mind mm-hmm. movie. You know, you got good glimpses of it, but a lot of the stuff was like you had to put your own spin on it. The, even one of the characters uh, in the in the movie actually says this is make a great radio play. Yeah. Which I'm like, ha ha, wink. So ding, 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 ding. the very last thing that hits in the in the movie is that mm-hmm. I I didn't need that one. I, no, I, I no, I think that one was a little un that that one to me was forced and unearned because really? it is scary. It made me jump, made you jump. I saw you know, but I really would have appreciated just that thing walking away and then just cutting to black. You know, I didn't need that last final. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna, have to you gonna disagree okay. with you okay. on this one. If it just kind of like walked away and then you'd see like a like a little good mm-hmm. as it's going, leaving the camera. Walk, I'm gonna, I think that would almost not sully it for me, but almost like a eh, cop out. You oh, know what okay, I'm saying? Okay. So this one actually, yeah, this one paid more... off. Paid off for me because you really, it's still suspense, but you really don't know what he did. Yeah, you don't know what the monster did. You just saw that he could. Maybe he was just like, Rah! and, and the then fact just we know that don't... Adam still survives the experience, right? Even after that, Rah! and you could see him shaking and crying and everything. So we yeah. know we don't know what happened. We just know something happened, and that's what I like better. Because if nothing happened, if he would have walked mm-hmm. away and something, that's like nothing happened to me. 
And I'm like, all that and fucking nothing. God damn it. Not even and like. That would have raised your ire. Right. You went, would you have turned against the, the film? I wouldn't like it as much. Okay. Okay. I no, wouldn't I... like it as much because I would have been like, not that it's a cop out, like I said, right. but it's just like, oh, and nothing. And you nothing. Want that set up. Yes. And then. Because it was a good setup and it was just a. Because it's like quiet. Oh, yeah. And, and then, then. And then just that, like. Because you're lulled into like, what the fuck's going to happen? And then when it happens, you're still like, what the fuck just happened? That's <laughs> what I liked about it. Because if it walked away, you know he walked away. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's over and done with. But this, there's no like. And it's a good, good yeah, scare. I think this one was the, the ending was earned for me. OK. And then I, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that because um, I still enjoyed it. Oh, but yeah. For me, I would have oh, yeah. liked the other way. But then the best part is then it just cuts to black and you've got this like Evil Dead ending when it like the very end of Evil Dead when the camera zooms in on Bruce and then it cuts to black and then you get that. Same thing with this. You've got Decker's favorite song. I love that bit when he's playing the record and it's just this creepy old. be like like. Like. You know, you're just like, what the fuck? It's all grainy. And the fact that Adam's like, yeah, yeah, what is this? And he's like, I don't know. I just yeah, like I it. I just like it. Like, like, Greatest right. answer you can give with something like that. Uh, but it cuts to that, and it's a great little like, because you're just sitting there like, what the fuck? And then it, the credits start rolling, and you're just like, oh Jesus Christ! So this was a fun experience. Man. Oh, this was a lot of fun. I I just wish we could get more like this. I uh, big fan of Adam. The only thing I do didn't really and it actually didn't take away from me just because i'm very familiar with it um but the whole thing about holliston and then season three i think there was a kind of a wink to the fans which mm-hmm. let me ask you since you're not as familiar with holliston did that take you out of the movie at all no okay cool cool no. okay it just showed like once again i think it goes back to like being able to tell a story to novices and fans alike you know, just like with the um, other one i was talking about mm-hmm. um this one says hey he's a busy dude you know, he's done a lot, a lot of going sh- on. Yeah, he's, he's done a lot of shit. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of things. He's yeah. got a TV show. Okay. There's also, I thought it was a good, like, segment of, like, there is other stuff going on besides hunting monsters. Yeah. You know, and that explained why he's a busy dude. Yeah. You, you can yeah. relate. Like, okay, it's cool. Yeah. You know, I know I would go hunt for monsters, but I got other shit I got to do. Actually, now now when you talk about it, that does make a little bit more sense yeah. and brings a little bit more context to it. Yeah. And so it can, it explains better. Yeah. And you don't have to be familiar with it. Right. And so, like, I, I was familiar with Mick Garris, mm-hmm. but I wasn't familiar as, like, with right, Austin. Right. like, you are. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. cool. That's cool. So, mm-hmm. and very, and, and this isn't necessarily... It's, it actually makes me feel more for the poor guy is, um, you know, obviously uh, you get bits of uh, Otis Arungus in this film at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Brocky, of course, passed away. They were very close. They were really, really close. Good friends. And then uh, uh, the lady that, who's his wife in the movie was his wife in real life. They mm-hmm. also divorced. This all happened. After um, the movie, basically, when he started doing promotion for the film, mm-hmm. all of that stuff had happened. Mm-hmm. And so every night he's forced to see all these things. And knowing that, oh. watching it, oh, my God, it makes me feel for him really substantially more because I'm kind of. And that's the other thing, too, just in terms of familiarity. I'm also going through something not similar to that, but, you know. Right, right, right. You're just like, oh, I, I get that, you know. And I, knowing what he went through for that and the, the kind of the suffering that went in along with it I, you know, makes me mm-hmm. a little bit more empathetic with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you now know 
what he went through. Oh, and yeah. And you have the finished product. Mm-hmm. And there is. And then it's like, okay. And the fact that it's really, really good. Oh, shit, you know? Yeah. I'm anxious to listen to the commentary track on this. I yeah. haven't been able to do that yet. Because uh, maybe that's some sort of like vindication. Sure. You absolutely. Know? Oh, and you got to go through hell before you get to heaven. Right, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, you got to go through the marrow. The marrow. God, love the marrow, man. Yeah. So, uh, final thoughts on digging up the marrow? Oh, I dug it. Yeah. I dug digging dug, up dig- the marrow. Yeah. <laughs> I seek it out, you guys. Like I said, DVD. Uh, just don't bit torrent it. Cause, you know. Oh no, seriously! Like, yeah, this is a movie you want to see yeah. on like support. The- buy it so you can support the filmmakers. Go to actually uh, Aeriscope dot com. I think you can uh, buy it directly from there. They'll get it autographed for you. I think. Ooh, that's it's cool. Always good. So yeah, go to the directly to the source. Cut mm-hmm. out the middleman. It's the way they do it. Oh, most definitely. Show some love. So again, you guys, Panic Film Fest here, February fifth through the seventh. Make sure we're all checking it out. Um, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for February. Oh, we've got a lot of great stuff. We're not going to jinx anything, but um, we are going to try to stay true to the themes of the month of February and uh-huh. horror, ideally. So women in horror, um, African-American history. We're going to do a lot of things in tie-in with that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, shout out to all of those who came out to uh, Monday Mystery Movie Night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our movie night, that uh, Tapcade, was a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We did. Uh, we screened Hamburger, the motion picture. <laughs> and our next film is going to be a black exploitation film, yeah. staying in true with African-American history month. So, you know, we're trying to tie... Uh, uh, keep it academic, but you know, keep it within the genres as well. So, keep it know, movies and life. That's what we do, man. So mm-hmm. I guess until next week, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Mm-hmm.